hate. You, you want to see something really scary? What's your favorite scary movie? I'm going to scare the hell out of you. What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. They're coming to get you, Barbara. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. What's blood for, if not for shedding? Welcome to Fright Night. Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Jed. This week we're covering 1988's Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Dream Master. Terror is. Hello. Do you live here? Nobody lives here. Real terror. How long has it been since you've been on Elm Street? Welcome to a brand new nightmare. He is the first in fear. Second to none. Don't let them put you to sleep. He has no mercy. And no evil. Now no one sleeps. Get ready. This August. Your wildest dreams will come true. How sweet, fresh meat. A Nightmare on Elm Street, Part 4. The Dream Master. Dream Master! No, they weren't that cool for this one. <laughs> like, hey everybody, I've got an idea. We had one of the most amazing songs in horror history for the last one. One of the most iconic ones. Everyone knows it. Even then, everybody knew it, loved it. What should we do this time? Should we get another band like Dawkin? Or maybe just ask Dawkin to do another one. No, let's go get the Fat Boys. And let Freddie can rap with the Fat Boys. Because, hey, Freddie and the Fat Boys, huh? Huh? No, it did not work. I literally had no idea who that was because I was not in the time of my life where I was knowing things because I was not even alive. Um, <laughs> I was barely alive. Yeah, let's not exaggerate. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was, I, for this whole time, this is going to be like, are you, sh- I thought it was Rum DMC. I'm like, isn't the Fat Boys Run DMC? So I apologize to Rum DMC. Yeah, they were not the Fat Boys, thank God. I saw the video for the first time last night, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's not good stuff. That's all I have to say is yeah. I did like the Robert England part. I don't, You know what? I actually, I don't even care what Robert England does. I just love him. I just love everything he does. So I'm just like, okay, I think let's go was, back to that part where he's just doing his bit. I think this was around the time that Will Smith did that unauthorized song that they took the video off the market for a while and everything was the about, you know, where he meets Freddie and that. And they should have just went with that, to be honest. They should have just asked Will Smith to do one. It would have probably been more popular back at the time. I, I mean, I I know that now 
like music and like movies or like synonymous like it's like oh you gotta have a strong it i would say probably more in the 90s it was like a big thing you had to have like an amazing soundtrack you know oh, yeah. to go with your movie well they've talked about like back in the 90s the movie didn't do well the soundtrack could help save it mm. soundtrack sales would help save your movie of course now you don't need to worry about that you don't need to make an actual soundtrack because you can just go on Spotify and create your own Dream Master soundtrack of all the songs. You don't actually have to buy it. Yeah. For me, what I was trying to like get say is, does it need music? I mean, it's a fucking horror movie. I'm not like, man, this is a great song. Like, okay, obviously, like I said, in the 90s, like the literally the first thing that popped in my head is like disturbing behavior and... You know, the faculty, like, the all crow. of those. Yeah, all of the, the... Yes, definitely the crow. Like, the crow, I feel like, would be, like, on the top five, like, horror. It's not even a horror movie, but you know what I mean. Those kind of movies. What a great soundtrack. I mean, everyone loves that soundtrack. Um, but when I think of those songs, a lot of the times I'm being like, oh, that's from, you know, that's from that movie. Like, I know what you did last summer. I know the craziest songs on that soundtrack like and you're like how, why would you even remember that and it's because they were just crazy like and they're just playing faintly in the background some of them you know whether they're, like the parties and stuff but anyways i digress didn't i don't think this movie needed a soundtrack okay yeah, just stick with the the score that they had and don't try to add you had a great hit with the dream warriors don't try to copy it again that's not going to happen now I don't know how I feel. We've discussed this with other movies because this is uh, a theme. You know, they always go with, you know what? This is a horror movie about, in this instance, a guy that's popping into people's dreams and he's doing crazy things. You know what? We should give someone powers. What is it with the fucking powers? Like, why does everyone have to have powers? Is it because... No one wants to go see. We all know that these horror icons are so strong that there's not going to be anyone that's going to beat them. So we have to level the playing field. Is that the thought process behind that? Well, I think because like the first one, you know, she pulled Freddy out into the real world to really be fighting him. She had all the death traps in the house, you know. That's a thing. I'm not going to say that I have pulled something out of my dream. Wink. But uh, that's like... That happens. Like I'm, I'm, I shouldn't say that happens, but I'm sure there has been some instances where people have said that they've done something like that. And the second one was its whole weird thing, and then by the third one, they were like, "Well, if people are going to be able to fight Freddy, they got to be able to fight him on equal footing. So if they're going to be in the dream world, if you're in the dream world, you can do anything you want, like Freddy does. So why don't you just do anything That's you want?" Logical in the dream world. I'm okay with that. You're in the dream. This movie, however, I mean, are they in the dream? She got, I, I guess, I guess, fine. I guess she is in the dream. For most of it. But she her, her, she gets the people's abilities outside of the dreams, too. Yeah. Because as people start to die, she starts to, you know, get their abilities. She suddenly becomes amazing with nunchucks. Okay. So we'll, we'll get to that. We kind of jumped over the whole nunchucks. Cool, but useless. <laughs> We kind of skipped over the whole thing. For those of you who have not seen Dream Master, okay, I'm not going to go, that was the longest title in the history of man. 
I mean, geez. Let's discuss what the heck this film is actually about. So it picks up a little while after part three, and of course the first thing they have to do is immediately kill off everyone that survived part three, which was the first thing I I don't really like about this movie. I don't know why we couldn't keep some protagonists from the last movie. You know, you could introduce, maybe if they had just killed off one of them, but as soon as they started killing everybody off in a row, it was like, oh, we're just going to get rid of them and that's going to be that. Everyone dies literally within, like, minutes of an, of one another. I, Freddy, like, when he starts, he kills, like, three people in one night. Like, he's like, ah, stretching. He's like they talked about the Terminator the same day serial killer where he's just going through the phone book, killing all yes. the Sarah Connors. That's what he's doing. He's just got his list. And he's ready. So we have the... Um, Original three from Dream Warriors, the survivors, which is Joey, that's the one that didn't talk. Kincaid, that's the one that was the strong guy in yeah. the last movie. And then we have Kristen. And Kristen is play, was played by... Uh, Patricia Arquette. But she did not come back for this movie. For various reasons that it seems like everybody has a different idea of why she didn't come back. But She didn't come back. So they've got another another chick. So they replaced her with Tuesday Night. Tuesday Night. Mm. Wow, no, there's a name for you. Okay. So Tuesday Night comes back as Kristen. Oh, and she does a song on the soundtrack for this, too. Yeah, she's, she's all over the place on this one. And <laughs> Kristen keeps pulling Kincaid and Joey into her dreams. And... Why is this bitch still dreaming about Freddy? Like, she's at Freddy's house. She's, like, uh, you know, standing in front of his house, talking to the little creepy little, you know, uh, rope-jumping girls. You know, why? Why are you revisiting this? You don't have a life? Like, you don't have, like, I don't know, something else you could be dreaming about? Because it's not like... It's not like something happened in the real world or even in the dream world that makes you think, oh, shit, Freddy's back. She's the one who fucking, like, kind she of... keeps going into the dream world and pulling people in and keeps kind of poking around Freddy's grave until she eventually causes him to come back. Yeah, it's her, it's her fucking fault. It's her fault. And let me she tell you, the movie is not... well enough alone. She could not. And in doing that within 15 to 20 minutes of the movie... We have the fucking amazing people that survived the last ordeal. They're all dead now. They're all dead. And let me tell you, Joey went out the way that... Um, Joey goes out the way Johnny Depp goes out in the, Death in the first by waterbed. movie. Death by waterbed. Um, which, totally throwback. Um, Kincaid... Well, it was a bloodbed, Johnny Depp's case. It was a bloodbed, but it was his blood that was in there. That was a lot of blood. Um, Kincaid, you know, dies and then Kristen dies. He throws <laughs> Chris, Freddie asks Kristen to kind of like give him new flesh. And, you know, in that moment, why the hell would she think like, oh, let me think of my random friend, you yeah, know, think of my little nerdy friend that never bothered anyone. Terrible, terrible friend. Okay. Yeah. Fucking for any one of you that was alive at this time or read any of the Babysitter's Club's books. The girl, her name is Alice. She's a total Marianne. I'm just going to leave it at that. She's a total Marianne. If you know what the hell that reference refers to, like what that means, you get what this kind of girl is, okay? So 
Alice. I was going to say, to me, she looks like the reject version of Carrie. No. No. Why? No. No. Marianne in the Babysitter's books, she was the goody-goody two-shoes. She was the... She literally had, like, the bangs, like, the long, brown, mousy hair. She kept to herself. She was always... Her nose was always in a book. You know? She, she was that girl. Um, and Alice is that girl. So she brings Alice in. And she, as she's in dying, like in the, in the freaking furnace, right? She throws her power through Freddy and busts through Freddy's chest into hers. And boom, now she has Kristen's power of being able to pull people into her dreams. Yep. Except she gets a little twist when they, when the people that she's pulled into the dreams, when they die, she gets their abilities. Because of course, everybody's got a special skill that they can you know harness in there yeah but she had enough that was her because she already had like she was already touched you 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 got the sense something something occurs yeah in the movie you know that she's already touched so she was a kind of like special you know so yeah i have to say you did point out um that this is another 88 movie so we just finished off the aliens of 88 and at the same year, this was, you said, this was the first movie where all three of the main franchises, like, had, franchises movies out. had movies coming out. Halloween was, 4 came out. You had Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Kind of funny, both part 4s. And then you had Friday the 13th part 7, seven which was directed by uh, John Carl Beekler, or, or Yeah, John Carl Beekler that did the uh, effects, some of the effects on this. He did. So he had a busy year that year. He was doing effects on this and directing part 7. Uh, Friday the 13th. Which, that also, another series where there's po- people with powers. Like, that one's literally Carrie versus Jason. Yeah, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. So, how does Freddy come back? Shot. Tell the people, how does Freddy come back? A dog pisses fire on him and he comes back to life. Okay, that makes sense. That's... It yeah. rattles his bones. The fire is so hot. It just made his bones, like, tremble. And then they all came back. And it's in, like, the junkyard that we had seen in the last film. Where they buried his bones and consecrated them. Yeah. In the back of a car. It should have been in the back of, like, Christine. That would have been. That would have been kind of funny. Or Kincaid gets killed by Christine. But, no. That didn't happen. He has a heart attack at the ripe age of, like, 17. <laughs> They just show Freddy stabbing with his glove. He didn't even get an especially, like, crazy death. You know, like, the other kid got, like, put in the water bed after... First of all, just a warning to everybody out there, but especially you guys, if you're ever on a water bed or anything, and just out of no reason, like, if she's looking in the window or whatever, a beautiful naked woman just appears... Or a beautiful naked man. Anyone appears in the bed? (laughs) Anyone appears in your bed or at your window naked, and they're beautiful, just tapping on the glass to come out, or tapping on your water bed to get your attention... Get the fuck out of there because nothing good is going to come from that. Nope. Nobody that has any business you, that you have any business talking to shows up at your house or your waterbed naked in the middle of the night. Nope. They want your bitcoins. Yeah. They, yeah. They're, they're there for your soul. Get the hell out. <laughs> beware. Beware. Yeah. Freddie, um, he does like to manipulate uh, the the children. You know, I call them the teenagers, really. Uh, through sex because he uses you know a lot of a lot of uh, to lure them in and then surprise it's actually Freddy and it's like oh no 
Well, it's a theme, too, because Phantasm, the tall man, did that, too. He'd pop up, you know, he'd lure him out to the graveyard as a hot girl, and then next thing you know, they're making out with Angus Scrimm. That's very true. That, that's, whoo, that's nobody's dream. That did happen. Aww, it was his birthday, like, a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, well, not his a birthday birthday, because, you know, he's no longer with us. But um, he's in some other dimension now. Uh, now, let's talk about why... Who decided, okay, I understand that this all films are on a budget, okay? But, man, so when Kristen dies, they go to all the all the living survivors, her friends, okay? Because, of course, like, I don't think, yes, obviously, she was a high school student. She had a boyfriend, you know, uh, emo slash ninja guy um, whose brother, uh, he's the brother of Alice. And uh, New Wave, I'm sorry, not emo new wave ninja guy um he's wearing like the trench coat he has a spiky hair it's fucking fabulous anyway so the funeral's there and then they like pan over first of all anyone that's ever been to a funeral knows that there's not gonna be a headstone the day of the funeral okay and yeah <laughs> that's not a thing they have to send that shit away has to be made it's not they're not it's, this is not an amazon thing where you're just gonna get it like the next day shipping like no this is that's not real but okay fine so Kristen has Kristen thomas she has her headstone why is she next to nancy who Nancy Tom, Nancy and Nancy's dad like why are they literally like adjacent okay yeah and it makes it seem like the cemetery is so small when you see the background there's like you can see others like f- further away like okay well we have to make these fake tombstones in the cemetery so the shot is going to be like where there's no one you're going to just lay these fake ones there yep. and then behind you're going to see the real ones that are actual like you know dead people um, so let's do that. So that I just thought that was really funny because um, I'm sorry, Kristen's last name is not Thompson. It's Nancy Thompson and the Thompson, dad. Yeah. Just really weird why they decided to go in that route. But fine, it's a five second scene, so maybe I'm just the only one that's like, oh, okay, like, hey, Easter egg people. Yeah, you know, Alice, Kristen was a pretty terrible friend. She bought, she pulled in her friends. She murdered them. You yep. know. Dare was so savage on this set that they did not they didn't even let the original two okay because obviously Patricia didn't come back to be more than 15 minutes they were in school like they were in the dream then they went to school the next day they had a conversation then they went home and went to sleep they never woke up like that was it <laughs> they didn't give them like you know since they were surviving the last movie you think you'd put them near the top of the credits but no at the end of the movie they're, they're like near the bottom the, the only person after them was jake the dog the dog they put him right above the dog i was just like that's some cold-blooded shit right there yeah cold-blooded now do you have a favorite death scene in the film um yeah i think this one's pretty obvious it's gonna be the cockroach Ew! what no yeah because come on there's there's something nothing better than that cockroach kill in this movie now each team gets you know freddie gets each one of them fast like so Alice develops, you know, she has this power now where she's just bringing her friends in left and right. Like, 
It's like, can you drink some Coca-Cola? Or maybe they didn't have any fucking sponsors this time around. They only had Pepsi for like five seconds because no one is drinking coffee constantly. Like the Coca-Cola thing. No one's really doing that. No one's smoking the cigarettes, you know, and like burning themselves like they were in the other movies. Like, I feel like these kids weren't really trying. I shouldn't say kids because they didn't know what the fuck was going on. They were innocent bystanders. It was all fucking Alice. Alice did not try at all to stay awake. She was like, ah, whatever. I'm going to fall asleep and my friends are going to die. That's cool. Yeah, you know, what happens, happens. Even my brother. Even my own damn brother. This was the late 80s. You know what was real popular in the late 80s, early 90s? Jolt Cola. I was going to say uppers. Yeah, well, that too. Jolt Cola was amazingly popular back then. It was like, we have twice the caffeine count of every other soda on the market. He used to buy that, pop no-dos and Jolt Cola to stay up all night studying for tests. And, And the uppers. What the fuck is a no-do? No-dos. No-dos. Okay, no-dos. Okay. It's a caffeine pill. Yeah. They still make those. That sounds like a heart attack. It's like 200 milligrams of caffeine in each pill. They they say it's the same from getting it, from drinking a cup of coffee. You know. So, yeah, you take like 400 milligrams of caffeine, then you down those with some Jolt Cola, and you might stay up all night. I have to say that the special effects in this film... Are, are I I think they're still fantastic. But they're, they're practical effects, obviously. Yeah, and very then, practical. Because you've got three of the like the greats working on this. You've got Screaming Mad George doing stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got John Carl Beekler doing stuff. You've got Steve Johnson doing stuff. So we really had all the you know the great guys in this one pulling out some of their movie magic for this. Because I love when we were watching the behind the scenes and they're like. So it built a 20-foot Freddy, and it just shows, like, the giant Freddy with, like, the vinyl chest that people are poking their heads through, and you're like, they just say it so casually, like, yeah, we built a 20-foot Freddy. And they've got the giant Freddy that everybody's shoving their face through, and then, like, they show them on some of the behind-the-scenes doing the tricks with, like, the arms popping out of everything, and it just looks great. You know, this stuff still holds up pretty well. Now, each sequence, um, there are certain ones that these... uh fx departments did so screaming mad george um him his team did the cockroach sequence oh yeah of course they did and then steve johnson did the freddie death sequence which that explains why linnea quigley was one of the victims pushing her way out through freddie's chest because at this point they were dating didn't he propose to her on the set of this he did propose to her on the set yes and they met on night of the demons yeah um, one of my favorite films. Yeah. And then Magical Media Industries did the Chest of Souls, they did the freaking amazing pizza, and the aged Alice, which looks really good. And that was all uh, Beekler stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you also had <laughs> Howard Berger on this, who was the guy putting all the Freddy makeup on Robert England all the time. And he'd go on later to be part of KNB, which is, you know, Kurtzman, Nicotero, and Berger. So it's it's crazy how many of these you know, movies where all these people worked on different things and then sometimes they all just got together and were working on the same thing. You just don't see that as much now, you know? No, you don't. No, you don't. And let me see. Like The, the kills just are so fast. It, it's just boom, boom, boom. I know I have mentioned that before, but like I'm literally trying it. Like I'm thinking about it. They had a girl, I want to say... The uh, friend, I forgot her name, the one with the glasses. Yeah. She has the asthma. Yeah. And that's the one that Freddie just sucks her dry and turns her into like a 
a dried out husk and yeah. then just like throws her away and she's another one just mysteriously has a heart attack in school and dies and you're like um and all okay. the windows burst in the classroom un- unexpectedly at the same time yeah. you know when Alice screams all the windows bust but it's fine no one that's not suspicious no one's worried about that at all it's crazy how in, in this movie in particular you have they showed Kristen's mom and Kristen tells her mom you're gonna be you're gonna be the one that kills me because she drugged her to go to sleep yep. and then she dies so that's the only parent interaction and with that like the parent knows what what's going on or I shouldn't say no she does know but she's denying it like she's she just can't believe it right the dad who's Alice um who's Alice's dad He's just a drunkard, you know, his wife died, now he has his two teenage, he's treating the, the daughter as his wife, she has to, like, cook and clean and take care of his drunkenness, you know, and, but he has no idea what the fuck is going on. There's no adult in this film that is helping them. The kids are literally on their fucking own and they have to figure it out. And I think, I don't know if that was intentional because at least in the last film you had Nancy and then you had the doctor who didn't believe what was going on, but then he got on board after, you know. He saw a few things and was like, oh, I've seen some crazy shit now. I actually believe what you're saying. Yeah, so there was at least some adult supervision there. Here, it's like the Wild Wild West. Like, these kids are on their own. They don't even know what the fuck is going on. They don't really even get to even know the real Freddy story. The only one that has, like, and when I say all the knowledge, barely any knowledge, is Alice. Yeah. Because she does say, like, oh, yeah, Freddy's coming and it's a whatever. And they go to his house. But it's not how it is in, like, the previous films where well, there's like the for... history and they all yeah. know and they're taught and and they've seen him before like freddy shows up just in one dream for these fucking kids and then he kills them like he's just like okay there you go now you're dead and he's just picking them up i, I feel like this is freddy's film where he's just like a drug addict and yeah. he's just like inhaling these fucking kids one after another and it's never enough for him and he's just to keep going you know it's pretty short it was only about 90 minutes so they were in and out pretty fast on this one yeah, I have to say my favorite scene is the last scene, not because that indicated that the movie was over, um, <laughs> because the Freddy death scene is movie fucking magic. I mean, for me, it is. You have all the souls are coming out of the chest, then the arms are coming out. She's released um, Alice has made him see like the ugly and evil in himself and all of the like souls are like ripping out of his fucking body and it's a great ending because that one and the other ones i i never felt like in the last two i never felt like okay freddie truly is dead like it was just a temporary death here, they could have just been like, and we're not coming back. And I would have been satisfied if this movie was like the last Freddy movie to come out. And I think they should have probably just ended it here. Because it was uh, a great ending. Yeah. Just like, leave it there and let that be that. There was a little bit of a hint that they do where like, she's at the end, she's dropping a coin in the fountain. You see a little reflection of Freddy. And they're like, oh, we're still setting it up for the next one. Of course, because, you know, money. But... They could have just left it where the souls escaped and they're freed. 
you know. That scene also reminded me of, you're going to be like, okay. That reminded me of Charlotte's Web when all the kids are leaving. (laughs) Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Yeah, all the souls are going by going, thanks, 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 as they go by. Yeah. And you don't even see like a lot of her friends go by at all. It sounds like little kids going by. It's like, oh, these are all the souls that Freddie had trapped from a long time ago. Yeah, the the it was just like the teenagers are too fresh, so they they didn't really were in torment for that long. These other souls had been there probably since like his molester days, so they were just in there being tormented. The other ones were like tormented for like a week, so it wasn't that much of torment. They're just like okay, so well, they're out the door. We're out. Yeah, it is a great fight in the church and all that, and you get to see her use her. Uh... You know, she gets to be stronger because she absorbed the weightlifting girl's strength and she got the karate powers from her brother. I love how, like, you know she's a badass because she ties the bandana around her hand because she's oh, going to punch Freddy, you know. And then she has the weird cockroach invention from the uh, from the girl, from the asthma girl, um, the, the frequency invention. That was for the cockroaches. Yeah. Because um, she had made that for the friend because she was going to give it to her because she was afraid of roaches. And yeah. she said, oh, this high frequency is going to have them scatter and not they're not going to bother her or whatever. Um, so she had that. And, you know, not for nothing, but Alice also another terrible friend. She killed all her fucking friends. You know what's crazy? I thought, you know what's wild to me? She was the one that was obsessed with the football guy at the beginning, right? The friend of the brother. He was like the quarterback. Handsome dude, right? And she's like, no, I gotta... In her mind, I think she was like, subconsciously, she's like, I gotta take out this fucking competition because I need to get this guy for myself. Because he's the only one that fucking survives. Yep. He's the only one that survives. It was a great scene with them, too. When I saw this in the theaters, this was the first Night Run Elm Street that I actually saw in the theaters. And when I saw it, uh, there's the scene where they're uh, running to go, like, we got to run and see if we can help, you know, the girl that's being turned into the cockroach. They run to the truck, they drive towards the house, and then when they jump out, it cuts back again to them starting over. It's like a time loop kind of thing that keeps repeating. Well, the first time it repeated, when I saw this in the theater, there was a little bit of a glitch in the film. And it was like a little, you know, maybe there was a wrinkle or something. I don't know what it was, but there was a little glitch. And then it did that again, and everyone in the theater, just for a second, thought like, oh shit, this is repeating. It took everyone a second to realize what was going on, because when it did it again, like it started again, we're like, oh, okay, it's a, do- it's a thing that Freddy's doing. But for just a second there, everybody in the theater was convinced, 100%, that this, there was something wrong with the movie, and that it was fucked up somehow, and it was just going to uh, keep repeating. We we're going to see this scene for like the next five minutes until someone went and told the guy at the projection booth to uh, fix it. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine, like, that oh shit moment that you had like oh no yeah something can, wrong because yeah, i watched it now there's no glitch in the movie i thought for a long time when i saw this theater they did that on purpose so you would think that but no it just happened to be the theater i saw it i just happened to have a bad print of it uh freddie has his one-liners you know robert england doing his thing again um there was a funny there was a scene where Kristen she was told that she just needs to put herself in a better place like in her dream so go somewhere happy because she ends up at the beach and freddy's uh he's like jaws yeah and his hand is like the The fin (laughs) and it's so funny because he's coming through and then he's just bust through but what i thought was just so like i don't know I, i it's one of those things like 
was this intentional? Because he's busting through the sand, and you see from the point of Kristen, her legs are open. Like, she's laying down, but her legs are kind of, like, ajar. And I'm like, mm, I don't know what they trying to indicate there. It's pretty like, coming straight for her. I thought he was going to cut on? her in half with his with his uh, fin there. Right through the split through the middle. But um, in that scene, you were telling me, like, they were off off camera. Oh, yeah, when they were filming it, and they talk about this on the behind the scenes, they... Uh, when they were filming that, like, the first day, there was a few people there. And by the second day, there was a lot more people. And by the third day, there was, like, hundreds of people, like, outside the set watching them try to film this on the beach. And this is where Robert England, like, you know, he starts sticking his hand out the door, waving to people with the glove on. And then, you know, waving to everybody and sticking his tongue out when he came out of it. And people are going crazy. And so that's how, like, they realized, you know, just how popular it was. When there's hundreds of people just standing out in the heat just to catch a glimpse of Freddy. I can't even imagine, so this is in California, like, you're on a beach, the water, the sun reflecting, like, and here you are wearing a fucking sweater, you're wearing pants, you're covered, your whole head down to your neck is in fucking makeup, okay, which is not breathable, like, that shit gets hot, you got a hat on, like, damn it. I can't even, I, I it, it's it's not like when you see, like, the people, like, Walt Disney, you know, they have, like, air conditioning, like, in there. They should. And the only reason why I say that is because when I used to do the story times, they would send over those character, like, outfits. Yeah, I've done that when I worked at Hastings, too. And a lot of them would have built-in little fans. And yeah, I would want- turn the fan on. So yeah, I wouldn't. The one need... I wore did not. I had to do Winnie the Pooh, and he was not. He was a very hot Winnie the Pooh. I'm gonna say that was a very skinny Winnie the Pooh too. He looked like he was on a diet. He had some problems. He was on a technically diet. it was not Winnie the Pooh. It was large yellow bear in a red shirt. <laughs> That's what the name on the costume was. It was not Winnie the Pooh. It was large yellow bear in a red shirt. <laughs> which is not the same as Winnie the Pooh. That's how they got That's, around the copyright on that one. That is totally Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know any other bears walking around with a red shirt with no pants. Well, you know. But we digress on the subject of giant character costume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of how hot it was like coming out of that fucking trailer like that. Oh, look, I've worn that uh, Nosferatu, those... Uh, uh, latex rather uh, hands, the hands the hands and face out in the sun before and it is it is brutal when you come out of that thing you are sweating like it looks like you've been in the pool because your fingers are all pruny and everything Ew. yeah it's rough times in there gross yeah it's like you gotta live somewhere nice and cold to be in something like that yeah like anywhere hot not not a good not a good idea um, you know, and then we the next movie, you got, what is it, The Dream Child? Oh, The Dream Child. I'm going to tell you right now, this was the last one. Nightmare on Elm Street 4 is the last one that you ever hear anyone say, I love that movie. No one loves The Dream Child. No one loves Freddy's Dead I've either. I've seen The Dream Child several times, and I still, I can't really tell you what the hell goes on in it. I know that a child, Freddy comes in in the dreams because I get so just disinterested and bored in it that it just you know I just glaze out during the whole movie because there's just nothing exciting in that movie I also don't remember and then the next one all I remember is the guy 
the guy in the plane. I saw the movie starts. The guy in the plane is terrible thing I, I think they have like a whole twilight zone scene where he like looks out the window there's freddy and he thinks he's the last kid of elm street but he isn't and then you find out that it's like the psychologist's daughter or something there's video games involved i barely remember this movie that's all i remember for the film that's it yeah i just and remember that, and that the fact that it was actually fucking terrible yeah, it was terrible, and I have the I still have the 3D glasses from when I saw it in the theaters. Wow! And we're like, you'll know when to put the glasses on because they'll tell you in the movie. And you see the like, literally, like put the 3D glasses on. You're like, oh, this must be the part. I can't. <laughs> no, and then I don't know why people love this movie. Maybe because Wes Craven came back. I don't know why he came back to do this, but that fucking new nightmare movie that i fucking hate with that stupid kid no offense kid sorry i just did not care for that movie whatsoever i don't understand why people love that movie the the best scene in that film is uh we're just since we're never gonna cover another freddy movie i felt like we should just skip over and just kind of like rip a new asshole to all the other ones um (laughs) i've decided that's what we're doing now um is the scene where the poor husband dies and the fucking hand comes to life yeah that's pretty good yeah and the beginning where they're reenacting the scene where Freddy's making the glove is pretty good. There's a few there's a few little bits of it here and there that are interesting, but it just it didn't it never did it for me. It was so meta, you know? And then so serious. I feel like it was too serious. Yeah. I just didn't and and then I was like, why? Why did they go in this direction? And I can never ask Wes Craven, and that's the saddest part of this story. I'm sure there's a thousand interviews on why they... I vaguely remember, you know, because he's always... He, yeah, it's based on, like, what he gets inspired. Something happened, and he got the... And I think, too, he just really wanted to be like, you know, I'm kind of done with Freddy. This is going to be the last Freddy ever. Which, for a long time, it was. It was, like, 15 years before they came out with that remake. I'm going to tell you right now that that is the last Freddy ever. Actually, the last Freddy ever was this fucking Dream Master. That's the last Freddy ever. Because, man, I I remember watching that remake in 2010 and just thinking, how is it, like, almost 30 years after the original and the effects in the original and the others look better than they do now? Because it's practical effects versus fucking CGI. Yeah, cheap-ass CGI at that. Terrible CGI. They didn't dump Avatar-level CGI into that Freddy movie. They were just like, what can we get with an old Commodore Amiga computer? Yeah, you can just make into it and be like, "That'll be great, right?" They didn't even invest like not even middle tier. It's like the lowest fucking tier, like you just mentioned. Like, we've got some really terrible computers we'll use to make the effects for it. It'll be fine, right? And then the actor they chose, like, okay, good actor, but I mean, like, I don't know. My Freddy is like more. It's taller than like four feet tall. I don't know. It's just like. Mini Freddy is not doing it for me. Yeah, that's what they said. When the villain is smaller than the than the the female lead, it's never very scary. It's not the only unless he's the leprechaun. And the only sequence in that movie that I loved, okay, that uh, was amazing, was the drugstore sequence when this chick is going in and out of fucking sleep. She's having the micro naps. Yes. That that scene was fantastic. I remember like it was yesterday because that shit has happened to me. Like, well, you're not that Freddy's after me. 
where you're like awake and then you're not awake like you're dreaming you're like you said like the micro naps yeah it was very realistic in the sense of like the micro naps thing not that freddy's after me yeah, i'm a little just... old for freddy freddy has nothing and i never lived on elm street <laughs> <laughs> I did live near Elm Street once. I did live on Maple Street, which was just down the road from Elm Street. Mm, Maple Street. So I feel like the guy that visited you was a uh, what's his face with the fucking ice cream truck. Uh, Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Clint Howard visited you. <laughs> that Captain Canada coming after me. I imagine Clint Howard as Freddy. They should have just asked Clint Howard to be Freddy. They were going to ask this other guy, which yeah. I feel like they asked the other guy because it was after Watchmen, right? Yeah, he had just done Rorschach, and everybody was you know, praising him for that, which was fine because the character of Rorschach was supposed to be short like that, so it yeah. worked out well. And they need a device like this. And it's just like, no, no. Why didn't you get Robert England? Did yeah. he say no? Do you know? Did they even offer it to him? I don't think they even offered it to him. I mean, uh, there's only one Freddy, you know? Michael Myers, anyone could be Michael Myers. Jason, okay, not anyone could be Jason, but a big dude. There's a lot of big dudes out there. Big dude could be fucking Jason. Not anyone could be Freddy. It's like, no, there's... I'm just shaking my head right now because there's no movie without Robert England. He is, and he's the only villain that talks. Yeah, he's the only one with personality. He is the only one person, or that has personality and speaks. Like who? Leatherface? He don't talk. I guess Leprechaun. Okay, he talks, but he's a little more personality than the others. He does. He does. But I don't know. I he's not. Even though, yes, he is in the horror, like, I don't want to say icon, but he's up there. But I still don't see him, like, equal with the others. Probably because he doesn't have a lot of kills. And his kills are regional, right? Kind of. Like, I haven't seen, like, him going to the hood or the other one. <laughs> well, he goes to the hood twice. He goes to space. <laughs> Um, he don't fucking go to space. Stop. Does yes, he go he to does. space? So yes. I can know. He was like, look, Jason went to space. I'm going to fucking go to space, too. The, the Critters, the Leprechaun, and Jason went to space. Okay, the Critters came from space. So that's fine. That's logical, yeah. right? Oh, Killer Clowns also came from space. Yeah. See, Killer Clowns. They, they don't even talk either. But they have fucking tons of personality. Yeah. Because their kills are just so fucking inventive. So I'm going to give the Dream Master three Freddy Claws. Three Freddy Claws? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to give it two and a half Hypnosil pills. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on about the same page on it. Only because I don't appreciate these women killing their friends. Yeah. I had to, I had to pause there because I wanted to get the right word out. But yeah, they just straight it up like murdered all of their fucking friends. And I'm going to say like even though Alice seems somewhat resourceful, was she? She got her man that she wanted, okay? Not only did she get the man, she got a whole room, a whole house to herself. Now she ain't got to share with her fucking ninja brother. Like he, he gone, Okay. <laughs> she probably gonna move in with the dude or leave because drunk or dad like she's not gonna stay there and be cooking for this fucking guy now she has balls she went from like marianne to like mega marianne like she's like no shit no holes bar she now she has a ton of like dream powers okay like come on 
And her outfit got better because she was wearing like 29 layers at the beginning of the movie. And then the last scene, she's, you know, dressed appropriately. She's not wearing 29 layers anymore. Well, she kind of is, but they're cool layers. They're, and then she's dressed in white. I can't, I can't with the, the thing. But yeah, and she whipped Freddy's ass. So she has like that under her belt. I feel like she walked away better than what she came in with. Yeah. Besides the fact that her brother died. And he was this nice, nice guy. Yeah. He did not deserve to die, but she killed him. So I don't, I don't think she liked him that too much. That's why she wouldn't have drug him into the whole thing. No, she didn't. You know why? Because there was a comment made by one of the girls like, oh, by the girlfriend, by Kristen. Oh, we better get you back before your brother starts looking for you. So he was like super overprotective of the sister. So she's like, I don't need this fucking guy hovering over me, asking what I'm doing every five seconds. Forget this guy. And she did. Very quickly. Very quickly. He did not... All the ninja in the world, he he could not beat Freddy. Freddy was like, nope, mm-mm. I love the fact that they really didn't even have him do a fight scene with Freddy. They just had him do a fight scene with Invisible Freddy. Yeah, what was up with that? He just kicked the hand. The only, Robert England wasn't even... I'm going to tell you right now. Robert England was not in that scene at all. It was a fucking stunned person with a fucking hand. Or maybe a stick with the hand. They kicked the hand off the fucking stick, fell on the floor, and then he fucking just did a dub of his voice. That was it. He was sick that day. That's what happened. I'm guessing Robert England might have been sick that day. Robert England was like, I can't make it in, guys. I'm just not feeling up to it. And they're like, you know what? Easy. Movie magic. You're invisible in this scene. He's going to whip your ass invisible. But you're still going to yeah. win. <laughs> he don't even have to do anything. He's still winning. He in the trailer. Chilling. Yep. Eating oranges. I don't know why. Because I think that you're eating oranges. It's very hot. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, when you're sitting down there on that beach, you're just eating the oranges to cool off. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for joining us with another episode of Jump Scare State. Oh no, you got you cutting me off. I know. I'm just I'm just zooming through. Yeah, I know. But if you want to see this on the big screen instead of just watching it on home like we did, uh, this Friday, August 25th, it will be showing at the Movies of Lake Worth, obviously in Lake Worth, Florida. So if you happen to be in that area, stop by, check it out. You can get tickets at moviesoflakeworth.com. Or you can get them at the door. Go to their website, uh, moviesoflakeworth.com, and they can uh, tell you where to get it, where's all the locations and all that kind of stuff. And we'll put a link in the uh, on the page as well, our page as well. Yeah, I'm devastated that we cannot go. I would love to be closer to uh, Lake Worth because they do amazing showings of horror films there. Yeah. So definitely stay tuned to their horror. And stay tuned to ours. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>